from the Golden Tower of the Fisher Building, you're hearing the great voice of the Great Lakes. News Talk 760 WJR. It's tea time for Spin on Golf on 760 WJR. Presented by Rocket Mortgage and the Rocket Mortgage Classic coming to Detroit Golf Club July 28th through the 31st. Now here are your hosts, PGA professionals Jordan Young, Brian Cairns, Mike Fay, and WJR's own Sean Belegian. Well, so glad that you could join us for another year here of Spin on Golf. Uh, what a perfect way to start uh, talking about uh, the best. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Uh, the Masters still is and will continue to be the best tournament out there. A couple of guys that know a little something about it. I'll, I'll Listen, I'll put it this way. Two out of three of us on the show tonight were down in Augusta this past week. I'll let you guess who those two were as we say hello to Jordan Young and BC. Fellas, it's great to be with you again. How are you? Sean, good to be back. Uh, Sunday Masters, and uh, happy Sunday to you, BC. Sean, you're you're sporting a Spartan hat tonight. I like it. I like yeah, it. I, you know that that might be a coincidence. I I like BC's Spartan cap actually. Hey, yeah. good. it's actually it's actually me dogs. It's still for me dog's hat. It is. He's saying he's his head. He's over there growling at me right now because I got his hat. <laughs> he, he, he looks like, I, the, uh, folks, for those of you that aren't on StreamYard with us, it looks like he just got off the Scottish Highlands with that Spartan uh, Scottish-like cap on. <laughs> <laughs> Probably had a pint or two. You, you know, uh, listen, so many stories to talk about, but let's start where we should be starting uh, Scotty Scheffler, fantastic, no doubt about it. Best golfer in the world right now, stayed the course, wins this tournament. Jordan, let's start with you. Uh, pretty hard to argue with his body of work over the last four days. Oh, I think BC mentioned, I think, four of the last six. I don't even think anybody knew who Scotty Scheffler was two years ago, maybe even a year ago. And, and you know, even we were mentioning as he's walking off 18 there, uh, I mean, he just looked like he was just surprised that he won again, but yet on the golf course, he, he looked like he was going to win all day. Um, unbelievable, uh, you know, memorable for us for sure, but it's about Scotty Scheffler here right now, just walking off 18 as a master's champion. And, uh, Jordan, you and I were chatting BC, uh, let us know what happened on 18 BC. Can you describe what happened on 18? I put. I miss, I miss, I miss, I make. I win. I win. <laughs> win the Masters. I will be here every week for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> Good for him. Great the job. only guy to four-putt the last hole and be a, a major champion, right? <laughs> yeah. It was so funny because I was walking in the, the crowd the, the, on Thursday, and some everybody kept calling me Randy Smith. I'm like, God, I hope I don't look that old. His instructor is 15 years my elder. And we look similar, but I'm like, oh, come on, man. Who knows? Now I got to really look that up. Now, now, gosh, I got, now I got to look that up. Where's Mike Parsons? He used to put those videos up so quickly. So uh, oh, we'll, we'll right see if we can get a compare and contrast. Uh, hey, you know, 
yesterday, you guys, I know BC, uh, you were there, if I'm not mistaken. Conditions were unbelievable. And Jordan, you made the comment earlier today. Uh, I think the golf gods had to give back a little bit. Uh, as rough as yesterday was, today we saw some incredible golf shots. Well, yeah, I mean, I arrived Sunday night. Brian, I think you were there Saturday. Um, we got a tremendous amount of rain down there. Tuesday, they shut the golf course down. I, I guess they got two and a half or three inches. Um, the course changed a lot. It was cold. It was windy. It was wet at times. But the the technology there sucks the moisture out of the out of the ground, and and it looked beautiful today. But yeah, I mean, the golf gods there at the end with Rory and Morikawa making those bunker shots from greenside right on 18 and both of them broke i don't even know how far 90 degrees i mean they might stand there for four hours of practice and not make two shots let alone back-to-back 18th hole of, of the master so cool to see rory come back and, and play well there at the end and and i think you know a nice finish for him um you know unbelievable to see uh smith hit it in the water on on 12 there after making birdie on 11 i mean I just said, hey, if something's going to change, it's going to change right here on this hole for one of these two guys. And unfortunately for Smith, it uh, went a little right and a little short and a little wet. BC, what were guys saying about the course? They uh, actually Monday, you know, we got on the golf course Monday morning and the guys were already coming off nine holes before we started and said that's the firmest, the firmest they've ever seen it. Obviously, uh, the powers to be knew it was coming with like an inch and a half of rain Tuesday afternoon and then almost two and a half Wednesday afternoon and, and Wednesday night. So almost four inches of rain in two days. But again, like Jordan said, they had the uh, sub air on and they're sucking water off them pretty fast. But they were pretty gettable the first day, you know, but but the temperatures were down. The golf course actually changed the other way. You know how it was fast and firm on Monday, then it started Tuesday was okay. Then Wednesday was really slowed down. We saw some mud couple mud balls Wednesday and then Thursday it was it was a different golf course because the temperatures went way down and then Friday goodness gracious it was uh it was downright cold and then when I left yesterday afternoon it was <laughs> it was in the high 40s low 50s how about the wind though and how the wind yeah. changed the golf course yeah that they always say the west wind is the hardest wind because that sets you out on one number one it's uh right into the wind and number four is into the wind and number five is into the those three holes and 15 was a big change this year too yeah 15 went back 30 yards and went down 10 feet Um, number 11 obviously number 11 was measured from the front of the tee by the way where they played it was 540 Mm. they didn't that so (laughs) because we had the yardage books and it's it's incredible that they can shoot that score on that golf course i mean i'm looking at the beginning of the week I, i thought five under would win um, especially the way the course slowed down. Obviously, it dried up the last two days, but still, yeah, what a place. I to, like I always said, it's not a major. It's just, it's not a major. It's it's above anything else I've ever seen. Spectacular. No, no doubt about that. Listen, we are up against it. want to remind you, uh, for those of you listening on 760 WJR, for whatever reason, if you want to watch us, you can do that Facebook Live and YouTube. We're going to break a little early because – we have a very special guest uh, coming up. It's not every day you get to talk to a guy that played in this, as BC said, best tournament there is. But uh, we're going to talk to one in just a minute. Uh, a guy very familiar with our show. He's been kind enough to join us before, and he's going to join us tonight. James Pyatt. He'll tell us about his experience 
next on the inaugural show, Spin on Golf, here on 760 WJR. Welcome to the Back Nine. It's Spin on Golf on WJR. Presented by Rocket Mortgage and the Rocket Mortgage Classic coming to Detroit Golf Club July 28th through the 31st. Once again, here are PGA professionals Jordan Young, Brian Cairns, Mike Bay, and WJR's own Sean Baligi. Welcome back in Spin on Golf, inaugural show here in 2022. I'm not going to waste any time. Congratulations to Scotty Scheffler. Of course, uh, taking care of business, winning uh, the most prestigious tournament there is. But uh, we are kindly joined by a guy that uh, joined us a couple times last year, including in person out in Fox Hills. And it's great to see him uh, right now as well on uh, YouTube and Facebook Live. You can see that uh, beautiful logo on his uh, left shoulder as well. I'll start with Go Green and say hello to James Hyatt. James, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm great. Go white first off, but uh, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. James, I, I mean, I'm going to start with the most obvious question there is. How could you even describe the experience the last few days? Uh, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, there's there's really no no way to describe it. It's the coolest place on planet Earth for a golfer, and uh, obviously, you know, I didn't play my best how I hope to, but it was um, an experience I won't forget for the rest of my life. James, uh, at what point during the week did you kind of have to step back and, and just say, wow, like Tiger's in front of me. Uh, I'm playing with Hideki and JT and the leader Scheffler's behind me. I mean, for five seconds, did that ever kind of jump into your brain? Because you look pretty calm out there. Yeah, I mean, you get out there. I mean, Sunday, I had Tiger in front of me in the practice round, and, you know, all the media hype behind him coming back, you're like, holy crap, Tiger Woods is here. So, um, you know, the whole week, you know, you had that surrounding you, and uh, it was a circus, the atmosphere. I mean, this is the most people I've ever played in front of by far, and um, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just like, holy crap, <laughs> that's the only way to drive it. So it was the coolest thing in the world, just uh, playing, you know, behind the greatest in golf, and uh playing a few groups in front of the Masters champion as well. So it doesn't get any better than that. Very cool. Uh, BC? Yeah, dog. Uh, that uh, that was a heck of an experience. Thanks again <laughs> for getting us there. We, we really appreciate it. But, uh, you know, I know we battle a little bit in the practice rounds with your with, with the driver swing, but um, which is usually your number one. Um, but kind of give us – a feedback, you know, I still thought you hit it pretty good, even in round one, I might have got away from you a couple of times. But um, give us a feedback of what you felt like uh, was missing out there, um, something that's going to give you an edge in the future. And then um, I, I know you know you belong out there, but but just share with us uh, how you feel in that, that category also. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say the difference this week for me was I played like a college kid is how I describe it. Uh, got, I mean, just missed on the wrong side of the holes a lot. I mean, especially round one. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't drive it good at all round one compared to how I usually do. And, you know, put in some bunkers and some spots you can't off the tee, but just approaches, if you're missing greens, you got to miss them on the right side. And I mean, I had four or five at least the first round where I had 0% chance of getting it up and down unless I was making a 45-footer. So, for me, it was just, um, 
a little disappointing, you know, missing it. Those sides, I don't usually do that. And, uh, you know, knowing your game plan, you got to stick to it. But, um, you know, it's it's one of those courses where there's no such thing as an easy shot out there. I mean, every hole, there's no easy holes. Even the par fives, I learned that this week, played them really poorly, in my opinion. But um, it's, it, I mean, it's all about the experience, obviously, and learning from whatever, you know, you go through out there. And for me, it was just uh, – it was one of those things, you know, you just got to be disciplined. You got to stick to a process, a plan, and uh, be smart and take advantage of your opportunities. You know, you look at the scores at the end of round four, and, I mean, you shoot a few under par, and you're top 15 or top 10. I didn't look at the official leaderboard, but, I mean, it just shows you. You, just, you don't have to go out there and shoot some crazy low number, but um, you just got to be disciplined enough to do the right things at the right times. James, um. You know, I know Coach Casey and BC, myself, we all, you know, super proud of you, but we, we wanted to get up there to number one to watch you tee off and everything. And, of course, Tiger and his whole posse and the whole craziness was up there. Well, we made it up there, and, uh, you know, we saw Tiger go. I was happy enough that your mom got around to the left side of the tee box, and I got around to the back side right and saw you tee off from one number one. That was probably my most memorable experience of the whole week, and to see how – solid your hands were teeing that ball up a couple times that was pretty impressive um how did you feel on the first tee number one and number two what was your biggest moment of the week yeah i the first tee i mean i i remember my caddy coach ellis pulling out bc gave him his martini tee he goes just in case you need this on the first tee <laughs> a little more surface area to get the ball on and I was like, oh, I'm fine, but uh, it was like in it down a shopping alley. That's how I described it to people because you got everybody's head just leaning over the ropes, checking it out. So you're mm -hmm. like, man, you know, you got to drive your hand. Thankfully, there's no hosel on it. But uh, I was surprisingly calm. I was pretty amazed myself at how I felt. But um, it was it was really cool. You know, you got all those people around you. You know, Tiger Woods just went off in front of you. So. Yeah. Uh, the coolest thing about that too is someone goes, yeah, playing behind Tiger is better than playing in front of him. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, you'll see, but everyone starts leaving once he puts out. And he was right. You know, you had a crap <laughs> people there before, and then he finishes the putt. You see the crowd leaving as you're getting ready to go. And I'm like, hey, I'm playing with a defending champion. Why is everybody leaving? You know, so that shows the, game. And, uh, but, uh, no, most memorable experience of the week, uh, it's tough to point one thing out. I mean, it's it, the whole week is something I'll never forget. And, uh, you know, staying up in the crow's nest there at, at Augusta National and staying in the clubhouse, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Waking up in the morning and just walking downstairs and looking out, you got a billion people watching whole one tee off and you could just do whatever you want. So I thought that was the most awesome thing of the week for me. That's cool. Yeah, it was um, that first tee shot. Uh, Casey and I figured that we better stay away because – you didn't want to see Casey and I balling our eyes out on the first tee. So we stayed under the big oak tree and uh, we stayed under the big oak tree and uh, watched the tee off from afar. But uh, that was cool. But uh, once you got out there, James, I mean, did, it, it was a kind of a flip, I thought, um, from, you know, Bay Hill, which maybe we played a little too early and the course changed. And then this place kind of went the other way. It mm -hmm. kind of got a little slower and, you could fly the ball to the hole. So kind of describe that. It was kind of backwards. Yeah. I mean, I heard from a lot of pros. They said usually Wednesday to Thursday, the course is just completely different than the practice round. So I was prepared to play a firmer golf course. But Monday and Tuesday, I was talking to guys and like, hey, this is like tournament shape already. It was firm and fast. Balls were bouncing. And then uh, 
we got storms Tuesday night and Wednesday, which softened up the court. So it went from, you know, you got to be more strategic and bouncing shots up on the green and things like that to, hey, you could just throw it at the flag. And uh, they were still firm enough, though, where you can't short side yourself and get away with it. So it was uh, definitely a little bit different than I expected. But all in all, I mean, it still stayed fast, which I was very impressed with all the rain we got. I mean, I remember staying up in the crow's nest and waking up at like 3 a.m. and it was still pouring, which was like 12 hours straight at that point. I'm like, oh my gosh, this course is going to be unplayable tomorrow. And uh, we get out there and I'm like, it looked like it didn't even rain at all. So it's pretty impressive the the effect Augusta has and what they can do out there with uh, the greens and everything on property. And, and how about all the fans and the support from all the, the Sparties out there? And I did see Jim Harbaugh. Yep, out there with his daughter. I think he was coming to watch you. So you had some U of M support too. That's pretty amazing. I didn't yeah. know Jim was out there, but uh, you know we did get him this year in football, so I'm glad to see him supporting us. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it was it was cool. I mean, it was awesome having you know all the MSU people. The coolest part about Michigan State is no matter where you go, if you have a Spartan logo on anywhere, there's somebody yelling "Go Green," and I probably heard it two or three times a hole for the full 18 every day. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, it's just awesome, you know, having everybody who has got helped you to get where you're at be out there, you know, my parents, Brian, all my coaches. And um, it was really special this week and something, like I said, I'll never forget. James Pyatt kindly joining us here. Spin on golf, 760 WJR, of course, uh, Michigan State golfer, amateur golfer at the Masters. James, how did you navigate? I'm, I'm sure it had to be kind of a precarious situation you know you belong there but at the same time you want to be a sponge and learn what you can from some of the guys that are there how did you navigate that because you didn't want to be the bright-eyed bushy-tail guy but certainly you want to pick up some knowledge not only about the game at that level but certainly that course yeah uh i mean part of observing you know and uh seeing the shots they hit how they hit certain shots and uh you know, uh, for me, you know, if I don't know some, I'll, I'm not afraid to ask someone a question about what they're doing or how they do it. But at the same time, golf's a game where everybody plays their own game. So for me, what makes it unique is I have my own way of doing it. Some guy has another way of doing it. Even the best in the game are always learning. And you watch, you know, Tiger Woods practice and stuff like that. He'll be asking other guys what, what they're doing sometimes. Or JT will walk up to somebody and ask them what's going on with their technique and all this stuff. So I think the, the unique part about golf is you just you can never know too much about, you know, the game or how it's played or different ways to play it. So that's what makes it unique. How about Hideki in his short game? Oh, uh, that was ridiculous. I told him it, <laughs> we took hands after the second round. I told him that was the most ridiculous display I've ever seen in my life. And I mean, the way he spun the ball around the greens, he he chipped everything to a tap in the whole week. I mean, it made it way easier when you can do that. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen in my life. As high I as mean, it. even that shot he hit on the very first hole the first day, I mean, from the far left side, and it came zipping up there pretty quick, put on the brakes, and skidded to about a foot, and it's like, man, yeah. it's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I was sitting there, wow, I don't, I don't know if I had that in the bag, but, I mean, he played a softer golf ball than me, and that's, that gave him a huge advantage out there. My, my golf ball isn't designed to do that as much, so it was – from the technical standpoint, it was really cool to see. But, uh, yeah, so it got me thinking, too, about changing up a little bit equipment-wise, going to a softer golf ball for the future. But, I mean, his technique and everything he does, obviously it shows he won a green jacket. I mean, it, 
these guys who are the best, there's there's no uh, mistaking why they are the best. It's just because they do things better than other guys, and that's mm-hmm. what we're about with the decky this week. Uh, I mean, we're up against a break, James. I know you're – can you stay with us one more segment, or do you have to get going? No, I'll stay on. Oh, you're the best ever. James Pyatt kindly joining us here. Spin on golf. We'll chat with him another segment here on the inaugural show of 2022 right here on 760 WJR. Welcome to the back nine. It's spin on golf on WJR presented by Rocket Mortgage and the Rocket Mortgage Classic coming to Detroit Golf Club July 28th through the 31st. Once again, here are PGA professionals Jordan Young, Brian Cairns, Mike Bay, and WJR's own Sean Baligi. All right, welcome back in. So glad you could join us. Glad that this guy can join us as well, James Pyatt, who uh, just played in the Masters, 81 the first round, uh, bounced back nicely with a 74. Uh, James, I said about a half hour ago during the break, though, uh, knowing you the little bit that I know you now, uh, 74 probably doesn't make you very happy. But with that being said, hey, man, that was solid in day two. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um... You know, the, the 81 was definitely a big letdown round one. I was uh, going in my head the last time I shot in the 80s was my freshman year of high school. And I shot 81 time, and that was it. So I hadn't shot in the 80s in nine years, pretty much eight years. So for me, that round one was really disappointing. And then, uh, you know, round two was just going out there and just proving to yourself that you belong and just, you know, enjoying it, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool to see. Those conditions were not easy at all round two. I mean, that was uh, that was a really solid 74 as far as, you know, ball striking and uh, making some birdies in tough conditions. So that was definitely uh, a lot of positives to draw from. But, uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, never content really unless, uh, unless you're winning. That's about it. You know, James um... – it, it's pretty easy to say that because I kind of know your gig, but um, he's he doesn't have to have the statistical information, shots lost driving, shots lost, shots gained putting, but um, he, he pretty much knows what he's got to work, work on going forward into next week into the RBC. But, I mean, what uh, I would think, I mean, for me, looking at you from the outside, and everybody even said that, it looks like just you were just another one of the guys out there, like you fit right in. But uh, were you that at ease? I mean, were you really, really looking um, the second day at flag six and not just looking at, uh, you know, missing on the correct side? Uh, you know, it's a mix of both, obviously. When it's blowing that bad, you know, you got to be smart. But, yeah, I mean, you got to go at flag six still. I mean, that's you got to make birdies. That's part of the game. And uh, obviously got off to a hot start, 200 through three. So I was thinking, hey, we could actually, you know, do something crazy and make the cut. And that was kind of my mindset off the, the first few. And uh, obviously the fifth hole got me again. That whole uh, – me and that fairway bunker don't get along. But um, – <laughs> That uh, that was uh, definitely though in my head. I was thinking, you know, let's let's shoot a good round. Why not? You know, nothing to lose. And um, yeah, you got to stay aggressive, but at the same time, stay patient. Like I said. Yeah, you look really. Uh, I think we got one. You got one thing accomplished this week. The the comfort you look putting. I mean, your your posture, your your the tempo of your stroke and your distance control really. I thought were really good, and you did a heck of a job at that place uh, managing the golf ball. What was your favorite hole out there, James? Favorite hole? Because you played it a lot, right? You played, what, 12 rounds, 13 rounds? Yeah, about that. 
Maybe uh, more. Yeah, I mean, 12, 12 is it. I mean, it's yeah. just a unique par three, and uh, you got to hit a great shot. I mean, if you hit it a groove low, you end up in the pot or in the creek if it's blowing at all. And if, if you hit it, you know, wrong club, you're in the back bunker and make a four. So I think that's the best design hole on the course because it's, it's a short par three, but at the same time, you got to perform up to expectations. So I thought that's uh, a really unique hole at, at Augusta because it's, it's hard for the right reasons, and it's not, you know, a 540-yard par 4 like 11 where you just got to, you know, hit a long ball and then, you know, hit a long iron on the green. It's, you know, you got a short iron, you can make a birdie still, but at the same time, if you miss hit that short iron, you're making a 5 on a par 3. So I thought that's pretty unique about that hole and, and Augusta in general. I would have to think that walk from 11 up to 12T or even maybe up the, uh, up the fairway on 18 is probably where you kind of, you know, step back and went, yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, walking, I mean, walking to the first tee, having to have a bodyguard next to you <laughs> is really cool. I think as, as a college guy, you know, walking up there and, you know, you see Tiger Woods do it every week. And the fact that you're actually doing it now and you got some guy ushering you through the crowd and saying, please move player coming through. I think that's the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> that So but, yeah, I mean, the crowds out there in general, I mean, every hole, it seemed like there was a billion people on it. But, uh, yeah, don't, it was awesome, definitely. Don't they do that at the bars for you now at Michigan State? <laughs> I haven't been there in a while. I'll let, you, I'll let you know how it goes next time I go in a week and a half here. James, obviously you have a bright future ahead of you. It's cliche, but I need to ask it. Is there a lesson to be learned from your experience the last few days? Um. I mean, it's it's just really another mental lesson of I can hang with these guys. And, you know, even though the performance isn't where I want it to be right now, it, I know it will be soon. And um, every week's a new week. So this week, you know, obviously playing at the RBC and Hilton Head here, the PGA Tour event, I think this course fits me really well off the tee and how I play my game. So I think this is a week I could have a really good week. And uh, from there, it's just confidence. So just uh, all about, you know, just trusting the process and keep getting better and uh, learning. That's really the only thing for me. And that's the only thing I want to do until I'm on top. James, we know you're playing next week uh, at Harbor town. Uh, tell the, the listeners what's planned after that and, and your college, the rest of the season. And then what will happen after that? Yeah. So after uh, Harbor town, pretty much headed back to East Lansing, be a college kid again which is nice. I've been uh, hanging out with BC in Florida, turning into an old person. So uh, <laughs> nice to get back to, to young people and, uh, you know, not having dinner at 4.30 p.m. So I'll be, uh, I'll be looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, I'll have four weeks, four weeks left of being a college kid with the postseason. Uh, we got a really good team this year. We're 32nd in the country right now, which is uh, the best we've been in a while. And for a Northern school, it's phenomenal. So we got a good shot at winning conferences this year. And uh, from there, just taking that confidence in the regionals and nationals. And uh, after that, professional golf. So time flies fast. That's one thing I'm learning this year. That's great. Talk about your schedule, though. I mean, for people out there that don't know, I mean, you you basically, you just took off to Hilton Head, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I I hung around in Augusta, watched yesterday and a little bit today. And then, uh yeah, I just shot over to Hilton Head today and got some practice in and uh, just hang out here now until Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, practice rounds, and then playing Thursday through Sunday. So it uh, 
it's really living the tour lifestyle. I got half of my uh, pretty much belongings in my car right now. I could barely fit anything in here. So <laughs> it's been uh, pretty fun just kind of living the tour lifestyle for a minute here. <laughs> BC, you've had a smile on your face for about a half hour straight. Uh, it, it's just shaking your head. The master's bag in the background and everything. You, you, you can't get that smile off your face. Uh, talk about what this means for you guys. Well, it, 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 you know, it, I don't know, <laughs> without getting a little emotional. It was watching this little guy who kept, kept asking me, how are you going to get me the PGA Tour to playing in the Masters? Just, I mean, it's, it's kind of a head scratcher. Casey and I were standing that first tee looking at each other and kind of tearing up. But uh, that was probably one of my, probably my best weeks of my life, to tell you the truth, James. It was, it was really, really cool to see you play. And uh, I know you belong out there. I really do. And <clears throat> it's coming your way. Stay patient. Stay doing what you're doing. And believe what you're doing. You're doing everything exactly the way you should be doing it. And you'll be there. I, I guarantee you. It's, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty, great. That was a great week. Pretty special week and emotional for everybody. And, uh, you know, we're just super proud of you, your parents, everybody that supports you. And, uh, and hey, keep working hard and we believe in you. I have one drawback, though. I had nine cue cards for nine tee shots on the par three course. Casey and I were going to recite some things after every tee shot. We might have gotten kicked out, but yeah. we were going to make sure that James was mic'd up, that maybe somebody heard what we said. We had, I had nine cue cards ready to go, and it was too bad James didn't get in the par three, but um, nonetheless, it was an awesome one. I heard that somebody might was might play a prank on him though due to some tie story is that uh can we hear that before we go to break yeah yeah so um fun fact about me i'm a 23 year old college kid who doesn't know how to tie a tie so uh getting ready for the amateur dinner and i'm sitting there and the other kid's saying the crows that's another one of the amateurs aaron jarvis he's like hey dude i don't know how to tie a tie either so we're sitting there and i'm like i don't know what we do here so we're like we got to go ask an employee and i'm, I'm kind of like we're right down the stairs from the in, or from the champions locker room so i i peeked my head in there just out of curiosity i see sergio garcia sitting there and i say hey dude check it out sergio's in there and a worker's like go on in there walk on in i'm like all right sounds good so uh we walk in there and i got my tie in my hand and we're originally looking for a worker and sergio's like what's going on there boys and i'm like we don't know how to tie a tie and he's like oh i got you guys so Sergio Garcia himself was, uh, he put my tie on for me for the amateur dinners because I didn't know how to do it. So it was pretty cool. And actually saw him a few more times throughout the week. And every time I passed by him, he'd do like a little motion, like he's tightening up a tie. So I thought it was pretty funny. Even during the practice round, I was on three, he was on seven. He pointed over at me from seven and did that. He, like he's tying a tie. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So it was pretty funny though. I heard the boys were all going to get together behind you on the par three with all these ties around their neck. Is there much truth to that, or did you hear anything? <laughs> I didn't hear that one, but that would have been pretty creative. We have fun, ready to go. Well, I heard James there was going to go five or six of them going to be standing back there, led by Gary Woodland. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. James, I, I think you know this. You, you have thousands and thousands of people that are watching every shot and behind you all the way. I can't tell you how many text messages I exchange with people talking about your game, and we'll be doing the same thing this week as you're out in the RBC. Continued success to you. Uh, best of luck not only there, but certainly the rest of the Big Ten season. Always a pleasure to talk to you. 
Yeah, thank you so much, Sean. I appreciate you guys having me on once again. Thanks, All right. All right, thanks, James. James Pyatt, uh, bright future ahead of that young man. Keep an eye on him. He's going places. We'll come back and maybe, maybe have the punk of the week. I've, I've heard some, some different stories about that. We'll Might delve some... into that when we come back. Spin on golf, inaugural edition in 2022, right here on 760 WJR. Welcome to the back nine. It's spin on golf on WJR. Presented by Rocket Mortgage and the Rocket Mortgage Classic coming to Detroit Golf Club July 28th through the 31st. Once again, here are PGA professionals Jordan Young, Brian Cairns, Mike Bay, and WJR's own Sean Baligi. By the way, yes, we will be on next Sunday, Easter Sunday, and we look forward to having Mike Bay with us, and we look forward to a full, full days from James Pyatt. And I was telling these guys during the break, and this bears repeating for our entire listening audience, as good of a golfer as that kid is, and to be at this point, obviously you have to be, he just seems like a great kid, guys. You guys have watched him grow up, but you know, I told him during the break, the term he gets it, you put that next to James Pyatt's name. He gets it. Yep. Yeah, like he said, he <clears throat> had to get out of my place in Florida because he was getting old, but he had to he'd shift gears and go, you know, he knew when quiet time was after 7 o'clock at my time and, you know, we're eating at 5 o'clock, call him at, at noon, try to make our dinner reservations. And, and he, he shifted gears real fast. And where he is, he can shift gears and go with the flow. He's, he's really, really something else. He's a good kid. Yeah, he gets it. I mean, he's got he's got some other good leaders. You know, his his mom and his dad are great people, and you know he's been around Coach Casey and and Coach Dan and and a couple of the other guys there and their whole team. They're all just great people, and they expect a lot out of him. And 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 he 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 puts it out there. I mean, he, he says the right things and he does the right things, and he works harder than anybody. And and that's why we're very proud of him. I would, I would arguably say, and I don't think Casey would disagree with me, but he changed the culture of Michigan State four years ago. He came in there or five years ago. He came in there and he outworked everybody. Um, they had a decent team, but he outworked everybody. And he kind of called everybody out as a freshman for not working hard enough. He's like, you guys want to be last in the Big Ten? Fine, but I'm not going to be. You know, mm -hmm. and I think I think he really changed the culture. Then obviously this past August, he, he really changed the culture. But uh, just by his leadership and his work ethic, he, he, he flipped the whole program around. He really did. Uh, before we get to the punk of the week, I think, Jordan and BC, I'm going to ask you, what's your biggest takeaway from this Masters tournament? Uh, Tiger was, I mean, aside from James, James was the big story for us and for me. But, wow, holy crap, Tiger. Unbelievable. The amount of people, the patrons there were it was just crazy. And I've been around Tiger before. Uh, this was nuts. I've never seen that many people in such a frenzy. And I was, I was happy for him, really happy for him. Um, I really don't, I did, really didn't get into much of the, hey, Rory played well today or whatever happened or Scheffler, unbelievable. Like the guys won four to six. For me, it's still like, I cannot believe tiger played golf 14 months or so after when he really shouldn't be alive or even have a leg 
And that just, that just blows my mind. BC. I would say two things. I would say the treatment uh, that Augusta showed James and the respect for amateur golf that, that Augusta has is mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about someone that has the game and its protection. Don't worry. Augusta has it. Details. Um, secondly, um, there could have been a hundred thousand people there. You'd never know it. Everybody whispers. Nobody talks out loud at that place. It's the quietest place I've ever been in the midst of a hundred thousand people, respectful people. I mean, from the top down, Augusta is just, it's number one. And we all survived without cell phones. Yep. <laughs> How about yeah. that? Yeah. Wow, you yeah. had one the last day. I had one one yeah. day, but I don't, don't tell anybody. It was great. It was, it was what, an, what a great experience. And, and uh, he's going to be back there. I know, I know he will. No it. doubt. Yeah. No I doubt about that. All right, BC, here's the moment we've been waiting for. Will there or will there not be a punk of the week? Okay. I have to switch gears this year. I'm the new, pleasant, happier, friendly Brian Cairns. So I'm going to go with the pleasant man of the week. Okay. Pleasant. I'm going to nominate Bryson DeChambeau. Okay. He has a wrist injury. And he he should have got it taken care of. Okay, he should have got it taken care of. We all know that. And he kept playing. And he injured it worse. And now he's probably going to have to have, end up getting surgery anyway. But the way he talked and treated James in the practice round was phenomenal. He was a true gentleman. Um, his caddy was great. And I, you know, I walked with uh, his instructor Brian. for a few holes too and talked to him. Yeah, they were they were great. But I would say kudos to Bryson. He was a true gentleman. So I've got to go find de-punk. my crow. He's going to depunk him. Depunk him and go get that crow, put him in the stove, and eat him. But who's the, who is the punk of the week? Uh, I will officially call. Um, I don't know. You know, I didn't even come up with a punk. I'm going to be the pleasant of the week now. The Look at that. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Jordan, I like depunk. Whoa! I depunked the show. Out! I just fired myself. It's like so anticlimactic. It's so anticlimactic. I thought you were going to go with JT. Well, I didn't want to be that way, but okay. We'll wait for next week when Brian's alter ego appears in week two of Spin on Golf on WJR. Uh, yeah, it, right now people are betting on what's the over-under until BC comes back. And that's what <laughs> the real BC. You know what? All jokes aside, BC, that's great. To, I mean, Bryson, good dude, huh? He was so nice yeah. to him, yeah. He was, he was great. He was, he was so nice. He was, and you know what? He's not playing well. And he was still happy, and he gave James a lot of advice and very warming and sharing. It was it was really nice. It was a really nice side to see of Bryson. I like I like when he hit two balls on number eleven T, and on the second ball, oh, yeah. James goes, "Let's see what you got." <laughs> he just let one rip like crazy. It was awesome. He had about ninety by him. He had wedges at eleven. Wow. The guy beside me is like, "That's all I needed to see. That was unbelievable." I'm I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for the first show. Uh, always a pleasure being with you. We're going to be together the next 20 weeks. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, be great to have Mike Fay back next week. And as I mentioned, uh, we'll talk about James Pyatt four days, four days at the RBC. How's that? Let's call our shot now. Great. 
And we'll be talking about that next Easter Sunday. For Jordan Young in BC, I'm Sean Belegian. Thanks to Jason Fistler, Nick Roddy, and of course, James Pyatt. Most importantly, thanks to you for joining us right here. It's Spin on Golf on 760 WJR. Good night, everybody.